Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. Uh, just before we kick off, I always want to make sure that if you guys are listening to this on your podcast app and whatever streaming app you like to use, the podcasts are also now available on our YouTube channel, which the fastest way to get there is demandgen.tv. And don't forget to click on subscribe, notifications turned on, because between the podcast and our Demand Gen TV episodes, we make lots of content for you guys every single week. So I want to make sure you know that there are two places for you to go. And um, I think it's really nice to engage with my guests over video and have you guys uh, see the conversation. But again, if you're out, you know, on a bike ride, taking a walk, uh, commuting, if you're back to that, certainly love having you guys here on the podcast app. You might also see this on LinkedIn. I like to post them on LinkedIn. And if so, drop some comments. Today's topic, we're talking about ABM. So let's jump into that. Moira, there you are. How are you? I'm great. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. Long time listener, big time fan. Yeah, this is the first time that you are on. I, you know, uh, everybody is just receiving their podcast awards for the top 10 episodes of 2020. We sent out these beautiful crystal podcast uh, microphones, and uh, okay. I just started seeing some of the posts online. And so, you know what, Moira? set the bar high can this be one of those top 10 episodes for 2021 you know i'm a competitor so i'm in it to win it let's do this i by the way you definitely should win an award for best lighting best video thank you so much you've you've really you've really taken your video game to the next level you're just using a macintosh right we talked about that just a mac some good built-in camera built-in camera but I had to bring out the ring light that sits in my closet unused, but you know, there was a time that I thought I was going to make a bunch of Instagram content on my own personal blog, but, uh, you know, I think the, the fire died and it, it hasn't been out in a while. So I was happy to use it today. I will let you know a little secret. Uh, I never share this. I don't know if I cover this on the podcast, but years ago where I was very uncomfortable, uh, you know, making videos and that type of stuff. I said, you know, this is going to be here to stay. I'm going to need to learn how to make videos and talking to a lens. Like now I'm looking at the lens instead of looking at, at you. Uh-huh. Um, so I started making uh, how to make cocktails at my house just with my iPhone. And I made videos on how to make like a uh, Vucare and an old fashioned and holiday drinks and martinis and everything just literally to practice, like staring at the camera, using my hands, being engaged, and then how to edit those videos. So I did that a long time ago. And then I kept... I fly drones, I build and race drones and a lot of fun stuff. And I, I kudos for you for for putting the time in. Who knew that COVID would be here and we'd be on video all the time. But uh, right. All right. Let's dive in and talk about ABM because that's where we are here. And this is I'm excited about this episode because, you you know, uh, Moira, how hot this topic is. And just to let you guys know, Moira has been on an ABM journey and we're going to talk about that. And the journey has a lot of bumps in the road. So a lot of lessons to be learned. By the way, if you don't know Moira, um, encourage you. I mean, I don't know how many Moiras there are in the world, but M-O-I-R-A. You can see it right there in the video. Um, look her up on LinkedIn. She is the Senior Manager of Digital and Demand Generation at Trimble Transportation. And you've been there just about a year and a half. That's right. Yep, been at Trimble for about four years. Um, 
for those that are unfamiliar with Wait, Trimble, Trimble's four we, years. My oh, that's right. You that's yeah. you've been in this role for a year and a half, but you've been there four years. Yes. So I was in our construction sector prior to this. So we're global corporation, uh, diversified, and and we're focused on in. Uh, more traditional industries and, and digitally transforming them. And, and it's kind of interesting as being a 40 plus year old company, we're on our own internal digital transformations. That's, you know, my role there the past four years has sort of been working with our different marketing teams and, and helping them to find, you know, be more digital, be a more demand gen, uh, build our own demand gen factory, if you will, Dave. Yeah. Um, so, so it's been a lot of fun and, uh, you know, in building these lead gen engines, ABM gets thrown in the mix. And so that's why I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk to you about it today. And, and you know, how do we, how do we balance uh, bringing in lead gen and also introducing ABM? And, and is there an art and, and a, a best way to do it? I want to pick your brain about that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's do this. Let's treat this as a consulting session today. Um, I'll ask a bunch of discovery questions. You'll talk to me about what's going on there and I'll give you some advice. And for everybody listening in, who's either on an ABM journey or thinking about it, um, it'll be very valuable to them. You mentioned the demand factory, which as you know, is a term that we use a lot. We just came out with a new poster, new image that people should download. So I'm going to make sure that we put a link to that in the session description. We rebranded it calling a demand center. Took a lot of feedback. We said for 2021, we'll call it a demand center powered by our D3 methodology. So you guys click that link. It's a great visual that explains how all of these people, process, and systems come together. Uh, you guys are going to like it. So go ahead and, and click on that. And I think it's ungated. So how about that? We're, we're getting rid of more and more forms these days. Um, so there's, you know, wide net fishing, right? Analogy that a lot of people like to use, which is, you know, you're out on the boat and you put out a big net and you gobble up a whole bunch of fish and you bring them on the deck and some of the fish are keepers and some of the fish you got to throw back. And the analogy is like leads throwing over to sales, right? We marketing generate a lot of demand, a lot of leads, and we collect all that and we throw it over the fence and sales got to pick through it. Hopefully we've got scoring and nurturing to help them through that. Whereas ABM, Right, very targeted, very defined set of accounts, very targeted approach, like spear phishing, you know, much more precision based. What was it? Who was it that had you start on the initiative to go from more of the classical forms of demand generation to account based marketing? Dave, I mean, you're you're a huge reason for that. Um, you're you know, many of the guests that. and okay. yeah. Yeah, a few guests you've had on the podcast over the years. I mean, I think, um, what, I think ABM started getting really hot 2016, 2017, maybe, mm -hmm. um, kind of became the way to do marketing. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and maybe some will say we've, we've done it from forever ago. I mean, I think my first job out of university was a marketing coordinator and working at a large consulting firm. I mean, we, we did ABM there. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people have a similar story, I think, um, you know, doing direct mail to, to big target accounts that they want to land before digital really exploded. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, Dave. So, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll either take the credit or the blame. We'll see, we'll see because, you know, again, it's not an easy endeavor endeavor and, and a lot of the guests that i've had on the podcast have had success um which but it, but it comes it comes at a cost uh and, and we're going to get into that 
So it made sense to you, right? Why not? It is a classical form of go-to-market. Um, today's versions of account-based marketing is a little bit of a misnomer too, as we've talked about on the podcast, because it's really account-based sales, marketing, customer success, customer experience. It's all the different uh, departments yeah. that are uh, need to join together and unite. It's hard enough to get sales and marketing to work together. Now you're talking about other departments as well when you're doing account-based. But let's start off. So one of the things that we, from a consulting perspective, we will help our clients with is the team framework, T-E-A-M. And uh, I have a slide on it that I always share, which is it's a great acronym for account-based because it's a team sport. It's a team in endeavor. Uh, and it stands, the acronym is targeting, engagement, activation, and measurement. So let's start off with the T because you had to start working with sales to establish the targets. And you have a pretty interesting story about just going through that process. Are you willing to share uh, the, the targeting endeavor? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have, um, you know, the, the sales team I'm working with today, we don't go after a named account list. So that I think that's probably one of the the interesting challenges, you know, we, we often hear as marketers, ABM makes sense because it's the way your sellers are selling and they have, they have their net new target account list. And, yeah. and my sales team, we, we don't operate that way. So, um, you know, a few, a few things that I've, um, learned along my journey. And, and one of the things that we tried was how can we find kind of an internal champion, someone that we can, um, kind of work with early to, to pilot a few accounts and, and go after them. And, uh, it was a bit tricky. I mean, not to, to, uh, bore the audience, I guess, but we have a lot of data issues. And so actually getting into what we wanted to do was a, was a cross sell expansion play and identify accounts that had certain products, but not others. Our systems were really challenging to map that out with, um, just really getting that, that high quality customer data was something that made targeting pretty tough for us. So let's um, underscore that as we go along, we'll keep it like an interactive consulting session. Cause what I hear, I mean, I know you're working with my team through this. So I have a little inside baseball, but to share with everyone, there was two things. One, you hadn't done this before, like not you Moira, but the organization didn't work from a very targeted list. That's a point, key point you're making. Number two was you decided to target at the install base to get them to be higher value customers. So, and that's a great place to start with account base. Cause why do I always say that? Because you should have the data of who your customers are and what they purchased from you. But then that was point number three, you said, um, no, that was actually pretty challenging for you guys that you didn't have the kind of data that you needed to do that effectively. All right, let's continue. So you guys should be hearing, these are those bumps in the road of the journey. You are going to go through the exact same thing that Moira is going through. It doesn't change from company to company that we work with. These are the same challenges everyone has. How was it around? Oh, you're going to ask a question. My question, yeah. take it as you want. Just yeah, in mean, terms of working with sales leadership, did were they on board and feeling like, okay, yeah, let's let's go down this together. I'll help you. We'll work. We'll, we'll get this together. What was that like? Well, and here's where I think it gets really interesting. And, and when we look at, you know, what we were set out to do, I mean, I, I, as you mentioned, I've been with this group for a year and a half. So year and a half ago, we didn't really have a strong lead management framework. Marketing wasn't really driving leads. Um, and so, you know, one of my weaknesses is I like to do, I like to take on a lot and I like to do it all. And so we engaged actually your team, Dave, to, to help us with both 
building our volume leads um, and developing an ABM pilot. Mm -hmm. And so we had just gotten our lead gen engine off the ground. Terrific success there. Um, already seen year over year triple digit growth now. Nice. Um, congrats. Wait, well, let's hit that. That's triple digit yeah. growth. Congrats, congrats. That, that's not something just plays over. <laughs> no, 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 it's definitely not. No, very proud of it. But um, that was a new relationship, right? Talking to them about leads was a new relationship that we um, kind of built a new rigor and rhythm around. So now we're asking to say, hey, let's look at a different metric. Let's look at a different way to approach things. Yeah. And that's where I think we really ran into issues. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, taking this as a consulting session with you, Dave, I mean, what's your recommendation around layering in ABM to maybe a lead gen, new lead gen model um, and how to do that well? And, and maybe something we also talk about is you know, the shift from lead gen to ABM. I had someone email me today. It was a, a you know, prospecting email. Is lead gen still a thing? And uh, I think it's kind of interesting not to go too off topic from from the team framework, but um, I, uh, I, had a, I put up a poll earlier this week because I read a great article from mm -hmm. Steve Vaughn from Integrate on how ABM needs to be a component in your demand strategy and you really do need to do inbound and ABM. And so I was curious how many organizations are full in an ABM and how many do a mix and how many are only inbound. And, you know, my, my poll about 60 responses that the majority 75% were a mix. So how do you, how do you balance that conversation with your sales team? That's where I think we really ran into yeah. some challenges yeah. is we are just getting going on this lead model, which which is how our sellers think right. about it. Yeah. How do we introduce ABM? That that's foundational. I mean, I, it's a phenomenal question because there then comes to the question of is it moving from lead gen to account base, and it's it's not a pivot. It's actually a more of a layer cake. Um, it's why I want to come back to like the link below in the comments. Uh, or in the um, session description, this link to this demand center poster. When you look at this poster, this visual, uh, which you guys should have it, it shows all the pieces coming together. So yes, there is still lead generation. Those leads have to get you know mapped to accounts through a system. They have to get scored. They have to get nurtured because B2B and B2C is always B2I. It's always to an individual. You're always marketing to an individual remember before you were a client uh and we had dinner in the cn tower in canada uh, oh those were had some delicious lobster yeah I was, I, I was just gonna tell you like <laughs> i have this weird i don't know if it's mental or genetic thing i can remember what i've eaten at every meal and i think my whole life and and even people that i'm with so i was gonna say did you enjoy your lobster yeah and i, I was drinking uh 1942 with uh with adam who was there with us from uh Autodesk. So good, good times. Anyway, <laughs> the first conversation we had is we got to get the lead management framework in place. We've got to operationalize the demand funnel. We've got to put together those core systems, all things I wrote about in my book, because they're foundational to marketing. You have to lay your account base on top of that, because if you target an account, let's say we wanted to have Trimble as a client, which you now are, you're an individual, you work for Trimble. Were you the only person that was involved 
in our sales cycle and our buying decision. There were others, right? So what if you start walking down the hall and you say, hey, listen, I was just talking to these guys in Canada. We had dinner together and we were talking about some of the things that we need to do here. And I really want to work with an outside agency to help us. And so they go to our website, who's Demand Gen? And then they something catches their attention, right? They need to get captured, scored, and associated with the account because they're part of the buying committee. So you have to do all that. What's what the reason to do account based, the reason that we talked about that with you and go on this part is there, there's an old expression. I think his name was Willie Loman. Do you know why Willie robbed banks? He said, because that's where the money is. You know, that's why he robbed banks back in the day. That's where the money is. Shouldn't we know who our customers should be? And if we have Trimble on a list of targeted accounts, then shouldn't we put our demand generation efforts towards Trimble? And if you think about it over the past year and a half, as I think we got introduced to you from Anita and your relationship with Anita, she was like, hey, my friend is over at this company. She's been there for a little bit of time. Maybe we should talk to her. So, you know, that's demand generation, right? She, so if we had done account-based the way that people should be doing it, your account should have made it into the CRM. It should have been tagged with a certain distinction that is a target account. And then you would then, all contacts that we either have or contacts that we need to source would start getting through various different channels, uh, outreach, outbound, as well as inbound from us. And that's the way to do it. But if you then respond to that campaign, Mora, let's say you come to a dinner, which you did, and that a dinner should be a campaign, right? And you're a contact that was a member of that campaign, right? That's how you do it right. That's part of engagement then that would be in there. And then if you brought someone else to the dinner, that might be a new contact that we add in there. So it's through the count. So it's just a very targeted approach. But coming back to your challenge, sometimes sales can't tell you who those targets are. They'll say, oh, Fortune 500, let's go after them. Like, come on, really? Like, let's talk about it. So what was it like for you coming back to you? Like, now, now you're, you know how to do demand generation. You're very skilled in that. And certainly working with my team to take things to the next level. Why was it challenging, really being transparent, to come up with the list of targets? Because it is. You're not alone there. Everybody struggles with it. I mean, we are an, a complicated enterprise organization. Um, and, you know, Trimble has grown inorganically, a lot of acquisitions. So we had a lot of, um, as I said, so systems, migration, different companies we've acquired. and getting our, our sellers up to speed on the full portfolio. And um, I mean, I think, you know, I we had what we thought was a, a champion in the in the sales team that was really into the idea of it. And, uh, you know, we met with 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 him a few times and we talked about a, a pilot, but he, you know, when it was time to put the rubber to the road, he said, Oh no, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm just a messenger in this. I don't, I don't know if we should really be doing ABM. It really took me off guard. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was, you know, that was my first hurdle was, this was my, my champion, my advocate. This was like my in, which usually is where you, you build. And, right. and, uh, you know, now we needed to start all over with finding another, another in, um, with the sales team, yeah. you know, someone that, that has the, the ear of our, our VP of sales and, and actually how, how we re revisited and where we're at right yeah. now is, is working with the VP of yeah. sales and going to him directly. Um, 
and kind of figuring out, well, where, you know, what, what should we think about? Should we think about like the low hanging fruit? Do we think about the big fish? You know, what, what is the, the best approach? Um, and I, I don't know if there is a best approach, but I mean, I guess that the goal is we, we do know that there's accounts that are a fit for us. Um, how do we go to market to them, to the buyer personas? Um, you know, I think we're, we're just on the cusp of figuring out right now, you know, let's just pull the trigger on one segment and, and go after it. Um, and so that, that's where we're at right now. So what we, what we do, especially for you, for everyone listening though, as well. So this targeting challenge is, is it's the first hurdle. If you're climbing Mount Everest, this is the first base camp. You got to get to this base camp because you can't do ABM without actually knowing who you're going to go after. And what you need to do, you certainly need to find an advocate, uh, you know, that could have been actually on the customer success team. Oftentimes they know a lot more about the target accounts, the current, the accounts that you have within the install base than the sales team. You have to think about the, the mindset of a salesperson, right? Their, their core competencies, their skill sets, abilities is engagement through verbal, primarily verbal, some written, um, relationship, trust, and rapport building, advisory type services, right? Solving, not selling, but they're good with that. Your match.com though to them, in most cases, they're used to having someone set them up on that date, that engagement, and they're very, very good at taking each one of those qualifying it, doing discovery, and either leading it to close one or close lost. But your salespeople, and this is no slam on sales, they're not data scientists. They're not people that can sometimes look down on all the business that they've brought in and all the customers and find these common patterns. What's that tall, dark, and handsome criteria that connects all these different customers together? It's not a natural skill for them. And I believe that that is why so many marketing teams struggle with getting to base camp, getting to targeting with sales because it's not, it's not necessarily in their skill set. Um, so what do you do? Well, you can use technology. You can use technology for look at lookalike customers. We do that with a lot of clients. You can do some qualitative discussions. I recommend with customer success if you're looking at the install base, but you got to do a fair amount of discovery. We do a lot of that to say, okay, we're asking questions that go, oh, it's a particular industry. It's a particular company size. I did a podcast recently. Maybe you heard it, the one with Jill, where Jill's really good at sizing up back in the day who was a good fit for Eloqua. And she could articulate what the persona of the CMO or the VP of marketing at that time, more fearless, technology acumen, early adopter, agent of change. There were persona aspects that are not gonna be in a database, Moira. But when you get that out of discovery, you can figure um, some of that out. So it's, it's a combination of data, it's a combination of science, and it's certainly a lot of bit of art, asking the right questions. Uh, to get the targeting so we could spend a lot more time on that but then you know again if i was your consultant i know you work with will on that we would we would really focus on using both systems and qualitative um, discussions with more than sales to figure out who that ideal company profile is and then how we can operationalize that to to find them number two would be let's go cover engagement we won't get to activation and measurement today because we just, you know, be a, a long podcast and not enough people are, are, are uh, what you would call it, commuting these days. 
but maybe we come back and we do part two as you're continuing on this journey. You get, so base camp two is engagement. You start to think about the channels. Moira, you were, you know, if it's not obvious, you were invited to dinner, not only because Anita likes you, but we want to work with Trimble. And this, we were all at a conference together. And if you remember that conference, I had a speaking session. That's a touch point. We had dinner together. That's a touch point. And we had met with you and talked with you prior times at events. You like to go to events. And it's very good that demand gen is present. So again, targeting, does this person go to events? Is that a channel that's going to work for us? And, and you talked about TikTok before we hit the podcast. You said, our audience isn't on TikTok. Well, marketing, we probably, if that's the case, we probably don't need to make content there for these folks uh, as a way to net them in. But what channels does Trimble use? Let's talk about engagement. Clearly, you're using email and you have a website, table stakes, right? Those are ways that we can outreach. Um, how else do you might engage with your buyers? Yeah. Well, and I think we're we're talking uh, post-COVID world too, right? So everything digital. Um, I think the you know one of the event we were at in Toronto was was Uberflip. So we use Uberflip, um, and and I love the the Uberflip kind of microsite account pages. We have Drift, our chatbot. Yeah. So lots of opportunity to personalize playbooks there. Um, you know, and we we think about different advertising platforms and. And, you know, something interesting and, and maybe another good question for you, David, and something that we think about and, and been a question of mine is how do you approach the right technology and tools to bring into your stack when you are planning out your ABM, right? And at what time? Um, the way we approached it was, you know, let's get this pilot up and running with what we have. It's, it's as light of a, a lift as it can be. And, and we have some good tools and, you know, thinking about advertising, we do. LinkedIn advertising and, and different things that are targeted to those accounts. Um, but when is the right time to think about expanding that? And how do, how would you approach adding in a, a tech adding to your tech, staff? Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll connect it to engagement a little bit since we're on that, that topic as well. The, the tech that you have to look at for account-based marketing, by the way, we just put up six videos on demand gen TV covering demand base one. So for anybody that wants to look at a piece of technology that is purpose built for doing account based, um, go check out those videos demand based one. There's six of them. So they're all kind of bite size, you know, eight minutes, 10 minutes, some of them even a little bit shorter. And the reason I say that is, you know, whether that's the right tool for your organization, feel free to reach out to me. I'll you know, happy to talk to you about it. But it's definitely a great platform. What does it do, Moira? So we need we need technology like Uberflip platforms like that for content engagement. So that's what that tool does. And if you're like us, like you guys, we we generate a lot of content. So having a content hub where people can have a Netflix style engagement with all of that content was something we needed rather than tons of independent landing pages. So good. I you know, and in if we were saying your go to market is a lot of content for you to provide to buyers and prospects, then we would look at a content hub. Check. Why did I mention demand base one? We need to do a lead to account matching. That it has to be done if you're doing account based marketing. We need to be doing account scoring. And demand base one does that. Other tools do that as well. Other tools do lead to account matching. We need metrics, right? In team, it's it's target, engagement, activation, and measurement. Does demand base one help us with targeting? Sure does. Help us with lookalikes. Yep, absolutely. 
Does it help us find contacts and look at intent data with those contents? It, it does. So I could go on. There's plenty of videos on it. But you need a you, marketing automation CRM. It's a good start table stakes for doing account based, but you need to invest in technology beyond that. And some of those tools could be for content like we use Sendoso uh, and there's some videos on how we use Sendoso as that's direct on demand, right? So if you had dinner with us at the CN Tower and we wanted to send you a little thank you gift, great to see you at the conference, how would we do that? We would do it out of Sendoso, right? We wouldn't run down to the store and get a card and buy a gift and box all up by ourselves. We have systems for that today. So the tools that you need have to do with how are you engaging? How are you measuring? And then in terms of dealing with all the data, context, leads, accounts, and that, you need a platform to bolt on top of marketing automation so that you can make all the magic happen from account-based and, and do it together. There's some other tools that you could certainly get into, but those are like table stakes. It really depends on the size of the organization. I don't want to sit here more and say, you need to go budget five more tools in your stack because you know what you might do? Like, that's too daunting for me. I don't have the budget for it or I don't have the resources to admin that. Um, so channels, content, and then I do think if you're really taking ABM seriously, you've got to layer on top the marketing automation system, an account-based system like a, a demand-based one or, or something in that category. Anything yeah. else as you look at your stack that you would say, Dave, I'd add, I think this is table stakes, table stakes too as a tool? Yeah, I mean, and, and we're, um, you know, we have used Sixth Sense a bit, not in this current with this current team, but past teams. That's another tool that I, I think yeah. know, we had a lot of success with. Um, and what I, you know, and and I don't want to go too much on another tangent, but I guess you know when I think about um, you know account based marketing and and perhaps account based go to market account based campaigns, I think are maybe an an earlier win. I mean. I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm going to go way too far in another direction, go but, um, that that's another, you know, stepping stone, right? If we're struggling right now to really get the full business alignment to go account based, to go to market, you know, what are the, what are the in-betweens, you know, is a, is a one-to-many, um, account based marketing, um, approach, you know, really similar to just good demand gen, really targeting ICP. Um, and that's sort of a, the approach we've taken in the past with, with using a sixth sense to, to do more targeted advertising right. and, and segment based, um, marketing. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, let's hit six cents for a second. Um, first of all, uh, I've known six cents since their founding, uh, Amanda Kalo was actually the CEO and founder. Um, very yeah. smart, very passionate. Uh, they have a new CEO as the company grew and expanded, and they knew have a new head of alliances, uh, Elliot Smith, who I know very, very well from my days working closely with Oracle. He was our partner manager at Oracle. So we're going to actually have them on Demand Gen TV coming up. And I, I'm proud of those guys. They've worked on the platform a lot. They've pivoted their company. They've looked at their pricing and their capabilities and definitely worth a look for someone doing it. And it sounds like you guys have been using um, them. How how was the onboarding and how is some of the success um, so far with your work with Sixth Sense? Yeah, yeah, I know Amanda well too, actually, and, and Mara. Um, you know, we, it was so, it, I think what was nice is we were able to get up and running very easily, which is important for our, 
our team and in the, the team I was working with was, you know, not having something that required like a lot of lift to implement. We could quickly, I think within like the second week, we were up and had campaigns running. Um, I think for us, it was really just getting those use cases. And, and I loved, and it would be really interesting, I think on your episode with Mara, I loved hearing from Sixth Sense how they used it, yeah. you know? Our um, our customer success manager was was a previous BDR, and so it was really cool to hear the way he used Six Sense. You know, looking at uh, kind of the account insights. You know, the location someone's in to help right. prospect that account and where they are, um, what words you know intent keywords they were um, showing up for, so that they could use those intent keywords in their outreach. And so, um, yeah, I think that was really helpful. Um, and we did have, I think, a lot of quick wins. Um, but then coming back to, okay, how do we really make this like account-based everything? Or mm -hmm. what? I'm curious what you call it, Dave, account-based marketing in terms I'm of a real- stuck. I wish I had a great name for it. I mean, ABM <laughs> so easy because that's it's almost like that's where the original branding of the this this method and technology, but it's not marketing. So I, I say account-based or account-based growth. You know abg yes. but then people like look at me like well i don't know what he's talking about is that account-based marketing that he's you know so it's tough maybe maybe we'll see in a year or two some some other acronym or name for it but account-based account-based works i'm i'm glad you're having a good success with with six cents and the reason i say that is because like any company they've they've gone through quite a journey of who they were originally and that what the platform and they really listen to their customers and the leadership team taking a lot of notes about you talked about time to value being so important. And that's just saying earlier, if I recommended prescribed a whole stack of eight to 12 different tools, you may not even go down the path of account based marketing because of the budget and resources for that time to value is really, really critical. Um, using them as an advertising platform, using them as a targeting platform. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited in this era to be in marketing because of the tools and technologies we have. For that imagine if you could walk you know like you, you and i walk and work in a jewelry store i don't know if you have a favorite jewelry store but i've always gone to tiffany's a lot because my wife's name is tiffany so you know good good branding but you're sitting there the picture you and i in the store i'll be the security guy at the front all right so someone walks in and then you're standing at the counter you're one of the salespeople. me as a security person are they gonna rob the store or are they here to buy here they here to buy, here to browse. Like what is, you know, it's almost like if you could have some some goggles on where you could look at this person and go, up, 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 up. This is a high net worth individual. They are here to shop. Um, data says it's his or her, what, you know, wife's birthday in four days. Um, average spend, online spend is, you know, $25,000 for high-end jewelry, has made purchases here, 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 and here, right? Like if you think about like almost like the Terminator, like profiling that person and then literally like I send that data to you as a salesperson and then you're now sizing that person up and you're trying to figure out like, oh, uh, according to their GPS system, they were in this store and this store and this store within three hours ago. They've been in New York for this amount of time, right? We're getting to this point from a digital body language perspective and data where we can we can actually do that. Does that excite you? Like when you think about the potential of how we can leverage data, like well, it's almost a little creepy, but it's, I mean, it's, it's being done. Well, and, and, and what's interesting is knowing that as a marketer and especially in this ABM journey, you know, how do we, uh, share that with our partners? Like we can provide this and, and actually bring that to the business. Um, I mean, that's another interesting piece that I think 
you know, um, really has, has given marketing, I think more, um, authority, you know, more, uh, yeah. I mean, we have all these tools at our disposal to bring so much more to the organization that, um, you know, savvy marketers are probably finding, you know, their, their voices being heard in different ways yeah. because we're like, Hey, guess what? Like we can give you this data. Right. Yeah. And, um, that's a shift. I mean, that is another shift too, enable like actually bringing that, that data to the business right. and, and enabling it and acting on it. Well, we're seeing this in B2C, but let me tell you what's going to happen in B2B. We are going to catch up. So B2C marketers are embracing these tools and technologies to do targeted marketing and advertising. They're using that, that this profiling kind of technology that I was describing in the, in the jewelry store, they have that, but they have something else. People inside marketing who know how to use these tools, know how to use this data and bring. So when Southwest wants to offer me discounted airfare, um, they have all my data. They know when I take trips. They know when I don't take trips. They know how much I normally pay, whether I fly for personal or business. They're capturing all this data and they're using the hell out of it, but they have people who know how to use that data to drive revenue and drive growth. And we have to catch up in B2B. When you think about your core competencies in marketing, if we pivoted to, as, we, as we get to wrap up our podcast, is, are you gonna go down the science of marketing? Are you gonna go down the art of marketing? Because those are two very different skill sets, a little hybrid of both. You want to lead teams that do all that. So like as you're taking on these initiatives and you're realizing the, what, what you are learning and what you can do for the organization like Trimble, do you ever think about what's next for you and where are you going to keep learning and putting your passions? Yeah, I, it's got to be the hybrid. You know, I, I think that's where, um, to me, that's where the magic happens. I, I'm... I love the data um, that does excite me, especially when we're, you know, we're looking at um, results and, and how do we optimize based on what we're seeing from the data, um, mm. but then bringing the creativity, you, you have to have that creativity yeah. too, right? Really understanding your customers. I think your personas, who they are, what they care about, yeah. having empathy. Um, I think it's both. And um, yeah, for me, I mean, I lead a team today and, and that brings me, joy as Marie Kondo would say. Yeah. Um, she's, I just, she's come yeah. up twice today <laughs> as, as we're doing our integration with, with BDO digital. Um, all of our emails are moving over. So they're shedding all of the email, uh, if it's a year old and like that's causing angst for some people. And so, so her name came up as, you know, helping you throw your clothes away and that, that, that stuff. Like it's okay. You haven't touched these emails in over a year. You probably don't need them. You're going to be all right. Yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I did a little bit of purging after reading her book. I, I still chuckle at the advice she gives to not ball your socks up, but to fold them and to thank them for spending that time on your feet in between your shoe. <laughs> I've never done that. I, I don't no, neither. No, that's that one I'm not going to yeah. adopt. But I did. I did purge, and it was good. Um, you know, if you're going to be, my feedback would be on the career stuff. Like, if you like both sides of it, you know, just just hire the most talented you know to use a sports analogy like find your michael jordan find find the best data person you can to be on your team find the best content people to be on your team 
and, and you can lead all of them and, and tell them what the vision and what the goals are and have them help you in that area because it's there's such different skill sets. But uh, look at your marketing organization, and if you don't have those people, start to build it out. One of the reasons I was so excited as part of you know demand gen becoming part of BDO Digital was they have an entire big, huge group that is in analytics and data and machine learning and AI um, because that's what our clients need. Our, our marketing teams, sales teams need those those skill sets. And, you know, I'd love to say that we have them all here at DemandGen. We've got a few people with some really great data competencies. As you know, you've been working with them. But you need just people that have been doing this, especially for B2C, because those lessons uh, and experiences there. Last question I have for you. Um, what's next with the ABM journey? You've had some progress, tons of learning some setbacks and challenges. Where do you want to be with it by the end of, of this year, let's say? The end of the year? Absolutely. I think we're, so this was pilot work. So prove out the pilot, um, you know, and, and, and I think it's a, I think we still have, you know, some of our, as you, as you call install base, customer expansion work to do, but pivoting probably to looking at net new, um, you know, especially given some of the things you've, you've pointed out, we have, we use, we use lead space. We have a few tools that can help us figure out lookalikes and um, yeah, proving out, proving out a, a model that shows a greater return from investing in these target accounts. Um, also bringing these new metrics to the team and how we think about account metrics versus lead metrics and having everyone on the same page. Um, and, and I think continuing to, to drive both that, that heavy growth we're seeing in our inbound and pairing it with more targeted um, efforts with our team. That's that's the dream and vision way end of 2021. Yeah, it's very cool to hear you using and exploring all these tech um, through your journey. I met the lead space guys, Amnon and that whole crew when they were first putting the product together and they were the very first system to, to really bring um, technology in terms of uh, AI to lead scoring to to more machine learning to lead scoring and and account scoring and i was working with them and i said you know one of the things that we could really use is um, i call it the movers and shakers program i want to know when moira moves to another company i want to flag in the database because they're collecting all that information and why because a huge part of our business our own growth comes from clients of ours that move to new companies and so when we could identify that flag, it became a way for us to just immediately target, congratulations on your new role um, at your new company, saw you made a move, right? All we need to knew was the flag was was done to be able to you know drop you into a nurture and say that, and then you know have a subsequent nurture that's like, you know, it's been a few weeks for you now settling into your role, you know, is it now time to talk to our team? So again, using data um, and a trigger, like we we wanted to know exactly when someone was moving to a new account, a uh, new company, and it's just, just cool technology. They, like all these guys, they're figuring out their path on what their customers need. Most of these tech companies, Sixth Sense uh, and, and LeadSpace and even Demandbase One, what is an Engageo, had a beachhead. Like, we're going to build a product that does this to solve these problems. And I think one of the challenges you have in front of you is take Venn diagrams, the overlap between them, right? Because you mentioned, or I mentioned together, lead space, demand base one, uh, six cents, Uber flip. 
a lot of these companies have overlapping capabilities. So as you're trying to build out your stack year after year, I think we're going to see a lot of stack consolidation because people have too many of the same tool or they didn't need something, something for the vendors to keep an eye on. Well, hey, I liked this session. I want to, I want to, I want to do more of these. You're this, this format of really talking about some specific uh, initiatives you have time with Dave. If you guys listening in want to have time with Dave and talk about your initiatives, reach out to me. I can certainly talk with Moira quite a bit because our teams are working together. But if some of you were not working together and you want to talk about your go to market demand generation, I mean, my core competencies in B2B primarily, uh, and that's where I can help, but reach out to me. Maybe we'll have a conversation offline or maybe we'll have it here in demand gen radio. Moira, before I let you go, you got any plans for the weekend? You going to get out? Because, you know, uh, the cloud's lifting. Dave, I have an eight-month baby at home. I am going to be walking my baby, but nothing too crazy. Um, actually, I have date night tonight, which is which is Woo! exciting. All right. So, uh, the in-laws are coming over. You need um, to do that. Good for you. Yeah, yeah how about you? Uh, this Tiffany is is out of town. So today, the afternoon, I'm getting together with a friend of mine, Russell, that we've been together, you know, great friends for 30 years. And we're just having a play date for the afternoon and tonight. And then we're going to go on a bike ride and ride up Mount Diablo. So getting out. Awesome. Finally. Awesome. Overdue. Enjoy it. All right, you good catching up. Thanks for the time and the session together. We'll follow up some more offline, of great. course. And to all of you listening in, Look, I encourage you, if you're seeing this on LinkedIn, drop your comments, drop your questions, drop your tips. Definitely connect with Moira. Um, great person to have in your network. And look, birds of a feather, right? None of us are smarter than all of us. So it'd be really good for you guys to connect and we can chat about this. And then uh, we'd love to hear your comments. If you want to uh, suggest someone for Demand Gen Radio or Demand Gen TV, or maybe that's you, I'm always looking for smart, passionate, talented guests like Moira to have you on the program. So look forward to hearing from you. All the best. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Take care. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing. 